Good morning. Our scripture today is in Luke chapter 4, starting in verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he, where he had been brought up, and as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And he spoke, and all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? Well, again, good morning. We are in Luke 4 and about halfway through this chapter. And this morning, what we'll be talking about is Jesus preaching. Um, imagine if you walked in this morning and came in and Jesus was standing before you. Um, that happened actually in real space and real time to people. They showed up to worship and the Son of God was actually preaching. Now, it's interesting to think about Jesus' sermon here because it was really short. He preached, he read Isaiah 61, and he said a couple of things, and then he sat down, and that was it. Some of you might be saying, that sounds great. Uh, can, you, can you practice that? Well, I'm not Jesus, so I have to say more. I can't say this is all about me and drop the mic, right, uh, as he does here. Um, but he preaches. And there's so much that we can learn out of a sermon by Jesus. He teaches us, and essentially what he's doing is showing what real biblical right preaching is supposed to be. I think that's important for us as we enter into a culture where so often what is being done in the pulpit is not preaching. It's something else, okay? And so what I want you to kind of get from this is to hold me accountable. Anyone who stands up here behind this pulpit, if you're traveling and you go see someone else preach, you worship with another congregation, if you're on TV or watching TV, um, if you're listening to a podcast, what is biblical preaching? And, and even a better way to ask is, what's Jesus preaching? Because this is what he's going to do. And so two questions I want to ask with several subpoints is, number one, what was Jesus preaching? And then secondly, for us to think about because of Jesus preaching, what do we do? What's our response to Jesus' sermon. So let's ask these two questions. 
and think more about what Jesus is saying. First of all, what was Jesus preaching? What is the message, really, of this sermon? And very simply, he's preaching the gospel. Now, notice the three aspects here. From where does this come? Jesus is preaching the Bible. What is he saying? He's saying this is bad news and good news. Anytime you hear a sermon, it should be from the Bible, and there should be sin and Jesus in that sermon. This is biblical, right Jesus preaching. First of all, think with me for a second about Jesus preaching from the Bible. He's preaching here from Isaiah 61, and he's just reading it. He's letting the word do the work. Jesus is preaching in a way that he's trusting the Bible. Now, this, of course, is in the power of the Holy Spirit. We know in verse 14, as well as verse 18, where he's quoting Isaiah 61, that he's making reference here to the Holy Spirit. We could even go back in chapter 4 and see the Holy Spirit all through chapter 4 and the temptations and the baptism all the way up. Jesus is preaching the Bible, reading it, he's going to articulate it, but in the power of the Spirit. And this is the work of God. Preaching is pretty simple. And in fact, I can tell you the temptation often as a preacher is to get in the way of the word, to say something more. Or try to try to be clever, or try to be entertaining. Instead of preaching the Bible and trusting the Holy Spirit to do His work, because He's the one with power, and this is the way preaching should be presented. If anyone had the right to stand before the church and say something extra, it was Jesus. He could have stood up and said, I have something new I want to declare to you today. And that would have been okay. But he didn't. He read the Bible. If you think back about the temptations as well, when Satan came to tempt Jesus, he could have argued with him. He could have reasoned with him. He did not. He gave him the Bible. He quoted back to him the scripture. The Bible is powerful. When you sit and you hear the Bible preached, my encouragement to you is not to critique the preacher, not to critique things, not to seek to be entertained, but to submit yourself under the word of God. Again, this is not submitting yourself under me or whoever is preaching. It is submitting yourself under the very word of God that's being presented to you and praying that the power of the Holy Spirit will move your heart, will convince you of things, will convict you of things, that you would truly know God. This is what Jesus is doing. He's preaching, again, not new revelation, which he could have, but re-revelation. I heard D.A. Carson 
talk about this one time. He said, preaching is not new revelation. We're not, we shouldn't be telling you anything new, necessarily. But the preacher should be holding it in front of you to say, look, and look again, and look again. Dig deeper, go further. I'm always excited when I can talk to a Christian who's walked with the Lord for 70 years, someone in their 80s or 90s who's been a Christian for a long time, and hear them talk about how they continue to learn from the Bible. They continue to dig deep. But there are diamonds in there. And as long as we live, we won't find them all. That's how rich the scripture is. And by the power of the Spirit, it speaks. We see that here so clearly as Jesus teaches us about preaching. He's preaching the Bible. Jesus is also preaching the gospel and confronting sin. And I hope you see this as well. Notice what he quotes from, and he gets the scroll of Isaiah, right? He's not grabbing a Bible. They hand him the Isaiah scroll. He goes to chapter 61. (laughs) He finds that passage, and he intentionally reads this passage. And he says here specifically, verse 18, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recover the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. He's calling the people and saying, you're captive by your sin. You're spiritually blind because of your sin. You're oppressed because of your sin. This word oppressed can also be translated brokenhearted emotionally because of sin. He's not saying it's not your fault. It's not that big of a deal. No. He's saying you are sinners. You need help. This is preaching. That when you come to church, when you come, we should be confessing our sins together. We should be saying together, we are sinful people. We're spiritually blind. There are things that we don't see even about ourselves because of our sin. We're brokenhearted through slavery and addiction and bondage that we are in because of our sin. And what good preaching, biblical preaching does is holds that in front of us and says, look at this. And the light of the Bible, the light of truth, exposes the darkness within us. There are times where we can't understand our sin. Sin's confusing. We even see that with Jesus and his temptations. It was confusing what Satan was trying to do. This is what sin does. It makes us blind to things, but the Bible brings the light to these things and brings our sin out of the darkness into the light and makes it clear. Last week in our 101 class, we were talking about the first vow that we make when we join Redeemer or any PCA church. And essentially, the very first thing we're saying 
is that we're sinners. And we're without hope except saved in the sovereign mercy of God. And what we come to the Bible, that's again what it should be doing to us. is searching us and knowing us and, and trying us and seeing these hurtful ways in us. And exposing the truth of sin. When you are sitting under preaching and the preacher is avoiding hard passages because it talks about sin, leave. Do not continue to sit under that preaching. If you're listening to a podcast, if you're listening to preaching outside and the, and the pastor's never talking about sin, he's not telling you the truth. He's not telling you what the Bible really says. And I can tell you, as a preacher, that's one of the most difficult things to do. Because again, I look in the mirror and I see it all over me as well. How do I have the right to stand up here and say this? Because that's what the Bible's saying to us, saying to me, saying to you, saying to all of mankind. That we have all fallen short of the glory of God. And again, the way to prepare your heart well to come and receive preaching is to pray that the Holy Spirit really would show you your sin. So that when we come to the time of confession, you can say, here's what I confess. I confess this sin. Because big sinners, people who are aware of their sin, need a big Savior. And that's who Jesus is. He came for sinners. And so sitting under right preaching is us sitting under and letting the word judge us and showing us the truth of our sin. And where there's bad news, there's also good news. Look at verse 18 again and look at the beginning of verse 18. As Jesus says that he's coming to preach the gospel, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering the sight of the blind, set at liberty those who are oppressed. Jesus has come to set people free. And that's what he's coming to preach. Jesus here in Luke 4 is preaching Jesus. That's the reason this sermon is so short. He reads this passage, he goes and sits down and says, this is me. This is you. Today, this has been fulfilled. Who is it that's going to come and preach the good news to those who are poor of spirit and poor in heart? Jesus. Who is it that's going to set the, the captives free to give sight, spiritual sight, to those who are blind, to, to set those free that are oppressed and brokenhearted? Jesus. He's the one. He's the one that will also proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And this is such an interesting thing that he includes here to be able to say that he is the Jubilee. The year of the Lord's favor here is referring to the year of Jubilee. Every 50 years, everyone who owed something, was this was set free. Debts were forgiven. Jubilee was the year... 
that those who were in debt or in slavery or owed something to someone in any way, they were all set free. And what Jesus is saying here out of Leviticus chapter 25, that's a reference in Isaiah 61, is Jesus is saying, I am the Jubilee. And it's not just going to be for one year. It's going to be forever. That I will set you free. And all of your debts, everything you owe, I will pay. I'll take care of it. Jesus is preaching Jesus to the people. And telling them to put their hope and faith in him. He comes to point to himself. He comes to preach Christ. Charles Spurgeon in the mid-1800s said it this way, Preach you, preacher, Christ, and Christ, and Christ, and nothing else but Christ. When opposition arises, let the dogs bark. It is their nature to do so, and go on preaching Christ. A sermon without Christ is like a loaf of bread without any flour in it. No Christ in your sermon, sir? Then go home and never preach again until you have something worth preaching, which is Christ. Jesus preaches Jesus. Not five ways to be a good person. Not avoiding sin. From the Bible, confronting sin, and preaching Christ. Because, y'all, what we need more than anything else today is Jesus. We need to see our sin, and we need to see his forgiveness and him setting us free from sin and the power of the Holy Spirit. And so anytime you go to hear a sermon... Look for those things. Is this from the Bible? What sin talked about? And is Jesus being declared? I heard Dr. Brian Chappell tell a story when I was in St. Louis about some seminarians that were listening to the radio and their way into to seminary and onto class. They were tuning in to this certain radio station, and it was kind of the local radio station, and it would have news and the weather and sports. And then kind of the end, there was a little devotional that a guy would do. Uh, Five minutes, and the guy would come on and say, you know, children, obey your parents, because they're your authority, and God gives them to you, and, you know, they loved it. Well, then they would get to the seminary and talk about this preacher and what a good preacher was. He, He had a great delivery. Well, Dr. Chappell got interested, so he called the radio station, and he said, I'd love to get this guy to come to the seminary to, you know, encourage the the young guys that are going to learn to preach. And the guy at the radio station said, well, sir, I think you're going to be disappointed because he's a Mormon. He's preaching at the St. Louis Mormon Tabernacle. You see, people can say good things. And sometimes we like that morality, don't we? We like to hear, do the right thing. But it has no Jesus. 
And Dr. Chapel said, that's not a sub-Christian message. That's an anti-Christian message. That goes exactly the opposite of what Jesus was saying to us. We need Christ, not morality. And this is what Jesus preaches. When we have him, we have everything. And yes, we need morality. Yes, it will come. But apart from Christ, we cannot save ourselves. We can't sanctify ourselves. We need him. And so see the gospel here and see Jesus preaching Jesus. And then the next question that's very obvious to us is to say, now what? What should we do? How do we respond? As Francis Schaeffer would say, how shall we then live because of this? Two quick things. Number one is when you go to hear preaching, don't just listen to preaching. Sit under the word. And there's a difference. You can come in here and hear me, or you can sit under the very word of God. Sitting under the word means that you're surrendering and submitting yourself to the Bible and saying, I want to do that. And I'm willing for the, the Holy Spirit to search me and know me and try me and change what I do, change my life, change the way that I live. It's so easy just to sit and hear a sermon and walk out and nothing happened. I encourage you to sit under the word and even prepare yourself as you're coming to hear the word preached. To ask the Lord to speak to you, to convict you, to comfort you by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sit under the word of God. The second thing I would encourage you to do based on this specific sermon by Jesus is be quick to forgive. To realize what Jesus is calling the people here to do is to realize he's the jubilee and to come and put their faith in him and then to follow him. To be quick to forgive, to know that debts are forgiven, that captives are set free, and not to hold the, a grudge against other people and hold sin against others. That forgiven people forgive other people. Jesus was clear later as he taught his disciples to pray. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Setting people free is, is done by someone who is set free. And the more we understand this forgiveness, the more we too can forgive others. Augustine said it this way, Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It's resentful. It's, it's full of unforgiveness. And it's poison. And we do that and think that if we hold this grudge against somebody else, it's going to hurt them. Guess who it's hurting? Us. And guess what it's keeping us from? Real relationships and real community with other people. Jesus said, set people free. Live free and forgive and be quick to forgive. And so again, two quick applications of this. And I encourage you, as you're sitting under the word, make application. James says that don't go in and look in the mirror and then walk away. 
Go see what's going on in your life and do something. Move toward repentance and faith. Because here at our church, if we're doing this, if we're sitting under the very word of God every week and even more on a, on a more consistent basis, and we're releasing each other and forgiving and forgiving other people around us, we'll have beautiful community. And this is what Jesus is driving. This is where we're going to see him go, is to create this community, to set people free, to let people see his kingdom really coming. So let's learn from Jesus. Let's sit under his word. Let's enjoy him. And let's continue to learn and grow as we learn from the perfect preacher. Let's pray together. Jesus, thank you that you are the perfect preacher, and we pray that we would honor and glorify you, that um, we would receive your word well. We thank you, Father, that you love us. We thank you for the community that we can enjoy And we do pray that you would grow us and teach us from this. I pray that this word would fall on soft hearts and take root and grow. In Jesus' name, amen.